Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Julie Bonello, CIO at Access Community Health Network. In this segment, Bonello talks about the two initiatives that have been pivotal in the organization's growth. Access's care coordination efforts with partnering hospitals, and the role of IT as an enabler in improving workflow. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. My pleasure, Kate. I'm excited to talk with you. Great. So can you start off by giving our readers and listeners some information about Access Community Health Network um, as far as what the organization does and how it's structured, things like that? Well, Access is located in Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. We are one of the largest federally qualified health center networks in the nation and one of the largest primary care physician groups in Chicago. As an FQHC, we provide primary and preventative care in 35 health centers and we cover 1,700 square miles in two counties in Illinois, Cook and DuPage. We serve 175 thousand low-income individuals and fam- families. So FQHCs serve the, the underinsured or uninsured. So we're a standalone ambulatory provider, and we have affiliated provider service agreements with hospitals, specialty partners, diagnostic services, and community support organizations, and other clinical service providers like Walgreens. We're the largest private provider of Medicaid primary care in the state. We have 108,000 Medicaid patients. And recently, we were awarded the opportunity to form an accountable, a Medicaid accountable care entity called HealthCura, where we will be enrolling up to 70,000 of our Medicaid patients in a valued-based reimbursement accountable care entity model. Okay, that's something definitely want to get into a little bit more. Um, but now, how, how long has the organization been around? The organization's been around since 1991, and we started on the campus of Mount Sinai Hospital here in Chicago. And then as an FQHC organization, you need to be independent. So we, while we remained on the campus until um, I think it was 2009, we expanded our health centers um, across many other medical delivery areas. But we started in 1991. Okay. So... We talk about uh, the, com- the continuum of care and how that concept is really evolving, especially you know in, in recent years and recent months. And just wanted to get get a little, a few thoughts from you on that and you know the, this changing environment we're seeing. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating actually. For Access, because we're a standalone ambulatory organization, care coordination is what we do. It's really very much embedded in our mission, vision, and values, we manage 10,000 referrals every month. And we have well-defined affiliation agreements with our hospitals, specialists, diagnostic services, and community support organizations. So, for example, with HealthCura, we are the lead organization for the accountable care entity 
and our relationships within the ACE includes 11 hospitals, 1,000 specialists, seven behavioral health organizations, and the list goes on. Okay. It's interesting to see how, how things have, uh, have evolved and um, maybe it was something where it was kind of uh, on the burner for a while, but really seems to have um, taken on a faster pace um, you know, with all the changes we're seeing in the industry. Right. I would say that even though it's been a part of what we do, there's been really two parts of our evolution. When I came on board in 2009, we started our Epic Electronic Health Record journey. But when we did that, it was concurrent with our patient-centered medical home journey. And we made it pretty, we made our electronic health record strategy pretty simple to understand, and we aligned it completely with patient-centered medical home standards. So our strategy was to implement the record, implement the patient portal, and then implement the community provider portal. And so the organization really understood how to leverage the EPIC toolkit alongside the care team approach under patient-centered medical home. So I would say that that was the first evolution, and that was from probably 2010 to 2013. And we're continuing to certify our health centers and patient-centered medical home. The second part of our evolution has been just recent with our creation of HealthCura, the accountable care entity, because now our care model and our care coordination strategy really includes care coordination workflows that are based on three different levels of health risk. So we use claim and clinical data to stratify our patients into three different levels of risk and then based on their, their care plan, our care coordinators follow up on care based on that risk. Mm-hmm. So that's really changing. That's really now optimizing the roles of our care team to now include care coordinators, nurses, to really follow up on care um, for across longitudinally, so not only when the patient is in the health center, but pre- and post-visit as well, and during different transitions of care when they're an inpatient or an ER patient. Okay. And the ACE, as you said, is that's in, its, uh, like in the early stages right now? It is in the early stages. We spent probably a year designing our care coordination workflows, our risk stratification methodology, all of the risk screening tools, our health assessment, and our care coordinator dashboards to be used for the three different levels of risk for our patients. And in addition to that, we had to build out also our chronic care registries. In setting this up, how closely uh, are you working with, with the partnering hospitals? We are working closely with the partnering hospitals, most specifically regarding the two, in two areas, 
the first with our community provider portal. Our community provider portal will allow hospitals to look at our patient's record. It will allow the hospital to communicate with the primary care provider and the care team. It will allow the hospital to schedule follow-up visits. So we've identified a particular workflow of functionality for hospitals to participate in the care of that patient using this particular tool. And then the second part has really been working with the hospitals in defining the continuity of care document sharing based on different workflows for transitions of care. And when we sit down with our partners, our hospitals, we work on a service level agreement together. So while we're using technology to support care coordination, technology isn't the driver, it's the operational workflows and service to each other um, for the patients that we share, that we work on in defining the service level agreement. Mm-hmm. Now you've had um, partnerships in place with the hospitals for a couple years, right? Many years. Right. Is that something that, that has um, changed or, or evolved in recent years just as, as hospitals are, are facing more um, you know, mandates uh, as far as that continuum of care and being able to uh, meet various measures? We've always have had strong relationships with hospitals. Um, we have always had to have very strong relationships with hospitals because we're a standalone ambulatory organization. So we've always had to um, make sure that our patients can pr- get the care that they need. But I would say in the last, probably in the last three to four years, the relationships have become stronger for care coordination. I mean, everyone really gets it. And so we're working with many different hospitals on, on our workflows, on our referral workflows, on our discharge process, on our access to care. So to eliminate unnecessary ER admissions, what do, how do we work on that together? So that's really what we're trying to do now with the service level agreements. And with every time we do that, we really have a team of people that make up the the group working on the service level agreement. Right. And who's usually included in that? Operational owners from both organizations. And it always includes uh, physician participation. And it also includes IT. You know, our IT tools right now, I wouldn't say that they create our processes. They definitely don't. But they they allow us to accelerate what we do, and so we've spent a lot of time here at Access making sure that IT is on the front end of all discussions regarding workflow processes for care. Right, and that's uh, and as I'm sure you know, that's one of the the things that really often comes up as as a roadblock is just getting getting that workflow to a point where you know where it does work for everyone, and it's it's tricky because there's no there's no magic bullet for that. There's no magic bullet, and we're really talking about a changing 
care model. And so if we all work together and know that and pilot different workflows, um, we'll be able to move the needle. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.